and your friend and my brother and your brother, good friend and brother, Brother Branham, at this time. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Branham. God bless you, Good morning, friends. Good to be here in the tabernacle again this morning to worship the Lord Jesus. This is our second service for many of us today. We were here early this morning, and the Lord met with us in a marvelous way. And I was come down just to speak to the folks a few minutes, and didn't even expect to have a text. And the first thing you know, I got to preaching, and there we had a, a very good time, and we're thankful to the Lord for this. Now we're sorry in this little tabernacle here we don't have seating room for the people that just have to stand up like that. I hate this very bad, but. It's all that we can do at this time. So we'll try not to hold you too long. Just a little Easter greetings to you all. And we're going to pray for the sick people this morning, as was given out. And may the Lord add his blessings to everything that we do, because it's that purpose that we're here for, that God will meet with us and bless us. Now, Tonight's service is baptismal service, and you that have not yet been baptized by mercy and so desires to do so, while we would invite you here tonight, come prepared and bring your baptismal garments, for we expect a great service here tonight in the way of baptism. And now, today, as it being Easter, and many of you has already been perhaps to your own services or here to the sunrise service. We are happy to have you in for this part of, the, of our service today. But to continue on for our little Easter talk this morning, we call your attention over in the Gospel of St. John, the 21st chapter, and the third and fourth verses, and then over in St. Mark, the, or St. Luke, rather, the, 20, uh, the 49th chapter. wish to read just for a few moments. First St. John. 21. Simon Peter said unto them, I go fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. May the Lord add his blessings to that portion of the word. Then in Luke, the 49th chapter, and beginning with the 27th verse, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, expounded unto them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village where they went. And he made as though he would go a little further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as they sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it, and brake it, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. What a contrast. One place they did not know him. And this place they did know him by something he done. And he vanished out of their sight. And they came and said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us? By the way, and 
open to us the Scriptures. Now shall we bow our heads just for a moment of prayer. Our kind Heavenly Father, we thank Thee this morning for this great occasion that we have together together in the presence of Christ at the resurrection, to have this full assurance of divine fellowship, partakers of his crucifixion, crucified with him to the things of the world, raised anew again unto eternal life, and this hope lies within us now. And as the prophet of old, we say, we know our Redeemer liveth, ever-living, seated at the right hand of the Majesty on high, a right high priest, one who's tasted of suffering and can make intercessions upon our confession, how we thank Thee for this. Our hearts burn within us when we think that we have one representing us today in the presence of the great and almighty God. He's not dead, but is alive and sitting in his presence. And he's all present, everywhere, knows all things, omnipotent in power, can do all things, knows all things, and is ever-present. How we thank Thee for this grand and glorious truth that we hold in our bosoms today, cherish it so dearly. And in there He can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities, for He suffered for us, bearing our sickness at Calvary. We're so happy for that, to know it today, and to know the direct assurance that we have now. He's alive, talking for us, loving us. Won't you let His presence continue with us today? Make it a real Easter. God, to those who doesn't know you this morning, who are aliens, doesn't know Christ in the resurrection, we pray that he'll come in full, magnificent power, taking the sins of their lives away and giving unto them the good things of God instead. Grant it, Lord, may this day produce that forever unbeliever that's in divine presence. Bless all the services throughout the lands that's being held today in commemoration of this great memorial. Now help your unprofitable servant, Lord, as we commit ourselves to Thee. Bless everyone that's here. May, when the service is over, may we say like those at Emmaus that day, did not our hearts burn within us as He talked with us along the way? Grant it, Lord, for we ask it in His name. Amen. In the province of God's great eternal plan of salvation, how that in times past when God made man to be a worshiper of himself, he made him that way that he, could, he would have a des desire to worship. And all down through the ages, man has longed to look past the curtain that hangs between him and where he's going. In A.D. 603, when the king of England was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the St. Augustine, sitting at a great fireplace one night, 
while he was talking to him about Christ, a little sparrow flew into the light, fluttered around a little bit, flew out. And St. Augustine said to the king, he said, where did he come from and where did he go to? He said, that's the way to every man that comes into this world. He comes in here and walks in a little conscious of senses, not knowing exactly where he come from. And there's only one book that can tell him where he's going to, and that's the Bible. Amen. And with that, the king was converted and gave his life to the Lord. And the next morning, he and all of his household was baptized in the name of the Lord. Man, in his natural state, he cannot... He cannot understand spiritual things. They are spiritually discerned. And now I want you to listen close as you can. I know it's hard, you standing and congested the way the audience is, but try to listen to the Word for the sakes of those who are sick and those who are sin-sick. Mainly for those who are sin-sick this morning and wanting to find peace. The emancipation of the proclamation has been signed. Yeah. You're free. Amen. And you just don't know it. But faith must have a divine resting place. Before, if you have faith in God, you've got to have some divine resting place to place it. And there's no better place and no other divine way, only through God's holy word. Amen. And we want to let our faith rest directly upon the written word of God. Now... Man in his carnal condition and his mental conceptions, he always pulls himself away from God. It's been since the beginning that man longs to see the other side, but he's been bound in a prison house. Sometimes tradition of man puts him there, that they teach traditions of different forms and motives of how to worship. And he puts man under bondage in his tradition. And that has been since the world began. It's been that way. And he's shut up in the, in the prison houses. But man always has longed to see the other side. And any little thing that looks a little supernatural, the human being will run for it because it's some sort of a promise across the border, just across the land. And what makes him do that is because he's created in the image of his Maker, Almighty God. He's created to be a worshiper of God. And he must find some place to give an outlet to that feeling. And that's our purpose here today on this Easter morning, is to present to you the real Gospel truth. Amen. Nothing in no body, upon any organization, upon any foundation, only upon the gospel, simple truths of the Bible. Amen. I believe that it is the written word of God. I believe it with all my soul, heart, mind, and being. And that's what I want to present to this our little city here today. And this great marvelous thing that I have seen taking place around the world for the past ten years. we tried many times to have services of healing services in the city. Not because I think I haven't got friends here, because I have friends, and you're my friends, and I love you. But it's the idea that this is home where I was brought up. It's my 
place where everybody knows me here. And therefore, it makes it kind of hard because the Scripture said the same thing. That in your own town or among your own people and so forth, it's harder to present the gospel. It has been in all ages, and this would be no exception. Now, but I believe with all my heart that God is going to let us have the service this morning as we have asked him to do. Now, I believe that he will do it. Therefore, if he will, by his great presence and his omnipotence, that means then that he is in our presence. Amen. And what a wonderful time on the Easter morning to find the resurrected Lord Jesus walking among men. Walking here as an infallible, indelible proof that he did raise from the dead. And that's my contentions, is what I've been contending for, that Jesus is not dead. He is alive, very much alive, and will be forevermore. And if God will just let us, by His grace, I believe this morning that we can prove to you beyond any shadow of doubt, by the help of the Holy Ghost, that Jesus did actually raise from the dead and living right here today, living right here in the building, with us unto the end of the world. He promised it. Now... Man, in his carnal way, he's built first. We'll notice that people with good intentions try to bring the gospel down to a creed. Try to say, well, we'll go to church. That's good. And with good intentions, say, we'll have this form of uh, a declaration of creed. We'll say these prayers. We'll do a certain thing. But the resurrection of Christ consists of more than creeds. Uh, more than a denomination, although as good as they may be, and intentions are good. But that isn't the resurrected Christ. Amen. And that's the main thing that we're after this morning is the infallible proof that Jesus raised from the dead. Amen. Now, as our text says, they did not know him, and it's the same thing today. But man has longed to know him. Down through the age, they've longed to know him. As our text this morning, our, my Redeemer liveth in the early Sunday uh, service. We find out there that Job, as old as he was, and way back in the first beginning, he longed to know his Creator. In other words, he said, if I could go and knock on his door and talk to him, how the human heart is long for such things. And today, after 4,000, nearly 5,000 years more, how much more the human heart today longs to go to his door, knock at his door, get acquainted with him. And then people through traditions has blinded man from the great fundamental truths of the Scripture. Now, Jesus spoke the same thing when he was here on earth. He said, ye are blind, leaders of the blind. He said, if the blind leads the blind, won't they all fall in the ditch? Amen. Now, pronouncing Christian or religious teachers blind. See, God has a way of revealing himself to the people and making himself known to the people. But many times tradition shuts off the people before God can get a chance to get into them to reveal himself. Amen. You get it? Amen. See? Traditions. All 
what that is today. Now, those teachers that the Lord Jesus is speaking to were very orthodox. They were real scholars. They kept the letter of the word, the law to the very letter. Not one power or jet or anything would pass from it. And they must have it perfect. So we can be so perfect with our education and with our theory until we leave Christ from out of the picture. We get plumb away from the real facts. Now, so in order to get the truth to man, to God, God sent his own son, made in likeness of sinful flesh, and he was born here on earth and was a appropriation for our sins offered up at the day of Cal at Calvary to take away our sins and to give us liberty and to set us free from the prison houses that we've been in. Amen. Now, man is a prisoner. God said that a man was a prisoner. So until something has happened to the man, I want you to get this now, that before this certain thing called the new birth ever happens to the man, he cannot, no way at all, understand or ever understand God or have any knowledge of God. Though the Word speaks it, his mind can't comprehend it because it's a human mind. Amen. He's got to have the mind of God in him to understand godly things. Amen. See? So all the reading, all the schools, all the teachings, as good as they may be, yet that's not the real principle yet. God sent His Son preaching the gospel? That's right. The gospel is the good news. In Isaiah 61, you who are taking down the Scriptures, God said there, speaking, Isaiah, rather, of Christ coming, He said, God has anointed me to preach the gospel, to bring good tidings, and to set the captives free, and to open the prison doors, Amen. and let the captives go free. God sent Christ to open the prison doors of man who are sitting in darkness. Amen. And if you notice the, the type that he spoke to, setting them free, it wasn't the illiterate. It was the scholars, the educated ones. Christ come to set them free. Amen. Now, to make it so the little kiddies would understand. When Christ came, say, for instance, the day that each one of you were sentenced to death, and you were sitting in a prison, knowing that sunrise tomorrow morning you had to die, and many that is sinful and away from God is sitting in that place this morning. Many people who are real good people are sitting in that condition this morning. Many of you sitting here with cancer, with tumor, and blindness. Some of you sitting in all kinds of conditions. Yet, God sent Christ to open the prison doors to set you free. Amen. You say, is sickness a bondage? Yes. Jesus plainly explained it when he said to the woman that had been stooped over. He healed her, laid his hands up on her, and... She raised up, and they began to find fault, the teachers did. He said, Ought not this daughter of Abraham be loosed? 
set free from this bondage that she's been in of Satan. So Christ, our great Redeemer, has come to set men and women free from sin and free from sickness. When he died at Calvary, he was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we were healed. Now, that's the good news. That's the gospel. The gospel is that Christ died in the sinner's place. That Christ taken the sick man's place. Christ taken the sinner's place. Christ taken the worried man's place. Christ taken the maniac's place. Christ took every place and freed us from every affliction and every sin that the devil put us in the prison house by. Christ come to pardon us freely. Everything goes free. In the days when the slaves, when they were in bondage, and they were slaves here in the States, when Abraham Lincoln died to free the colored man to give him rights, not to be a slave any longer, they was freed at sunrise too. Amen. They were so happy about it, knowing that they were going to be free as soon as the sun rose. Some of them as healthier, better, physical fit, they climbed way up the mountain. Some could go all the way at the top and some halfway up and some all the way down. And as soon as the sun began to peep up, the great strong ones was up on top. I'd liken that today to great strong Christians who rise up into the sphere of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Those who just come along the road under justification, those who are way down in the valley of confusion. Amen. They raised up, and as soon as the ones as high could see it first, way off. And when they seen the sun rising, they screamed to the top of their voice to the ones below them and said, We are free! Amen. And then those got it and let out a shout and screamed down to the others, We are free! Amen. And the others down below that explained it to the others, We are free! Now, look, those up on the hill could see the sun, so they were free. But as soon as the news come to that fellow in the valley, he was just as free as he'd ever be, whether the sun was up or not. Yes, sir? Christ come to set the captive free. You don't have to be bound down with habits. Halfway Christian life. God don't want you to be that way. He wants you to be free. God anointed Christ to preach freedom to open the prison doors. And every time you say you're sitting in there, your death sentence is on you. And the first thing you know, they're fixing to take you out to hang you, to execute you in some way. And the first thing you hear somebody coming down the street saying, Hold it! I got the pardon! You don't have to die! Now, you don't have to wait till you're out of the prison. You're just as free right then as you will be when you're out. Amen. So the man can just be as happy sitting in prison as he would be out of prison as long as he knows his pardon is signed. Amen. That's the way it is this morning. Here it is. To every man and woman that has a hungry heart to come out of the prison cells this morning, the good news of the gospel is preached. And no matter if you're still sitting sick, 
If you're still sitting bound, you can be just as free because the news has come. You are pardoned. Christ rose some 1,900 years ago this morning to set every prisoner free. Open the prison doors and let them come out. Oh, what a marvelous thing. No wonder the poet thrilled when he heard that. Inspiration struck him. He said, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Freely forever. Someday he's coming. Amen. Oh, glorious day. Amen. The hope of the believer is watching for the second coming. Amen. This great prince who opened the prison doors and set us free. The debt's been settled. It's all been paid. God and sinners was reconciled together at Calvary when Jesus died. Amen. And God rose him up on the third day for our justification. That is, we look upon that and believe it and accept it with all of our heart. We are justified in the sight of the living God. Amen. Sure, it makes you emotional. Certainly, it makes you happy. How could you hold your peace? How could a man restrain that knows that death hanging out in front of him? And here comes a pardon. Amen. That's right. Amen. How do you think old Barabbas felt that morning when he heard the Roman coming the big, from the galleries as the big iron shoes stomping along the chains of rattling, the spear dragging on the street to know that he was going to be killed? And that when he opened up the door and Barabbas was trembling and crying, ready to run out, said, Oh, this is the end of me. said, Barabbas, I read your pardon free. Amen. Why well, said, ain't I going to die? I said, no, you don't have to die. Well, what do I have to do for it? Nothing. Well, how does this come? Then the centurion would have raised him around, say, see that man hanging yonder on the cross? See that mockery spit from his face? See the wounds in his hands? Them was yours, but he took your place. He opened the prison door for you. That you who were condemned to die, he's took your place. And on Easter morning, God raised him up for our justification. While we're justified, as we believe the story and accept it, peace of justification sweeps into our heart. Like paddleless bill rolls out the waves of his being. God didn't leave us comfortless. He knew that they would be all tangled up in the days to come through teachers and so forth of the Word, how they would mix it up. But He sent a direct messenger with it, the Holy Spirit, which is a vindication of the resurrection. If there's no Holy Spirit to vindicate it, then I couldn't believe the resurrection. I wouldn't have nothing but theology, or I wouldn't have nothing but mental conception. But today we don't have to... Mental conception's all right. Theology is all right, but we have a direct witness. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a witness of Amen. the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So misunderstood by people today in our day. So misunderstood. But it's the hope. When he gave the last commission there, when he said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out evil spirits. 
They shall speak with new tongues. If they take up serpents or deadly things, it wouldn't harm them. They'll, they'll lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The very things that I do shall you do also, even greater than this, for I go unto my Father. Someone says, Brother Branham, was that great commission reached down to this day? Certainly. How long to all the world? How many to every creature? There you are. To believe it is eternal life. To accept it. Why should I believe it? You'd say, because it's the Word of God. Amen. That's right. God can't take back His own Word. God once speaks the Word, He's got to stay with it. I can say a word and take it back. You can do the same, but God can't. When He speaks the Word, He's got to stay with it. Amen. And He said those words, so God honors His Word. And the resurrection is just as vital today and just as real to every human heart that believes it as it was to Mary Magdalena and then to stood at the grave that morning. Amen. You've seen Him? Here is their name called Mary. And she looked around and said, Rob, owner, a master. That's just as real to every heart this morning. It's born again of the Spirit of God, of the resurrection powers it was to that woman standing at the grave that morning. Now, you can't do it in your own mind. You can't do it. You're like trying to put paper on a building or paint it up when the conditions are too bad, when the foundation is condemned. If the government condemns the house, the foundations is rotten, how can you build up on that house? You're only building for a fall. No matter how much you paint the inside, how good a paper you put on it, how many shingles you put on the top of it, how many shrines you raise up, how many crucifixes you put in it, it's got to fall for the foundation is wrong. Amen. The foundation is rotten. Amen. And man in his own mental way of thinking is wrong to begin with. He's an alien from God. He's cut off without Amen. hope, without God, without mercy. Yeah. And the only thing that he can do is to come and accept Christ. Amen. Amen. And then the Holy Spirit comes in and the mind that was in Christ is in you. Amen. Jesus said, The Father that sent me is with me. Amen. Oh, my. What a declaration. Amen. What a word. The Father that sent me, come with me. Amen. Listen. And as the Father sent me, so do I send you. Amen. He don't only send you, but He goes with you. Amen. I'll be with you. Amen. Even in you. Unto the end of the world. Amen. All that was in God was poured out in Christ. And all that was in Christ was emptied out into the believer. Amen. The church. God is with you. Lo, I am with thee always, even to the end of the world. That's the declaration of God's Word. That's what the Bible says. That's what I believe. And if we had to stand it alone, stand it. For it's God's Word. Every man that ever got anywhere had to stand alone on his convictions. That's not in a partnership. There's only one who will walk it with you. And that's him who made the statement. The Lord Jesus. He's the one that will trot the valley with you. He'll go through every briar patch and climb every mountain by your side. Yoke yourself up with him. For my yoke is light and my burdens are easy. Don't be yoked up with the things of the world. Don't be yoked up in different societies and organizations. Yoke yourself singly with the Lord Jesus Christ in order that you can do it. But even see the resurrection. Now these apostles, being it man who had walked with Jesus, 
who'd had fellowship with him, walked along in the natural as man today, but they failed to recognize who he was. Jesus said the blind Pharisees, he said, oh, you do take the commandments of God, notice, and make them of non-effect by your traditions. See? There they was, teachers, scholars, seminary students. And the Scripture plainly said that Jesus had come in the manner that He come. But their traditions didn't teach it that way. They tried to rub that out and say that was some other time and this will be for some other time. But God comes just the same. And today as it was then, so is it now. They set this part aside and this part aside and say, God did then, He won't do now. That's not for this day. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the Scripture. That's what we believe to be the truth. That's what we accept to be the truth. He's same in principle. He's same in power. He's the same in love. He's the same in every way that He was then. Now He has come with the church. As God sent him and went with him, so uh, God raised him up. If God hadn't been with him, he'd have never raised him up on the third day. So the Father that sent him is always with him, went with him to the grave and raised him up on the third day. Now, as God sent me, he said, so do I send you. I'll be with you, in you, always to the end of the world. At the resurrection, when our Easter comes, He'll be there just as safe as God was on that Easter morning. Raised Him up from the dead. Now, in a symbol of that, He's brought this. Before there can be a resurrection, there has to be a death. For it has to be one thing, then go away and then come back to be a resurrection. It means to be brought back. And before... Man can be raised up in the resurrection with Christ. He has to die out to himself. Amen. Die out to all of his uh, worldly associates. Die out to all of his worldly habits. Die out to everything that's ungodly. And be resurrected anew. Amen. Then the emptying up of the Holy Spirit Lifting out of himself and the coming in rather of the Holy Spirit fills that place. Then he's a subject to believe God. Amen. Then he sees as God sees. He doesn't see as teachers see. He doesn't see as church members see. He sees as God sees. Then he sees that Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then he sees that the power of God is just as great today as it was then. And in his old carnal condition, you might educate him, polish him. Give him scholarship. You might put him in the best of churches, give him the finest of views, the best of members. He'll never be any different until first he dies and is raised anew again. And the Holy Spirit that called him and sent him is with him even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Oh, I know that's shocking. But it's the truth. Then, if Christ was in us today, He'd do the same things He did when He was here on earth. If the Lord Jesus is arisen from the dead today and lives among us and said the same things that I do, you'll do also, for I'll be with you to the end of the world. 
then there's only one way to prove whether he's raised from the dead. That is when the church that believes that Christ will make himself known to that church. Amen. By the same Amen. power of his resurrection. It's got to be, friends. This is either the word of God or it's a deceiving book. That's right. It's either right or it's wrong. And it's either all right or all wrong. Every word is inspired and none of them is inspired. I want to believe it. Paul said, I never come to you preaching with enticing words and wisdom of man. For if I did, then your faith would be built upon wisdom of man. But I come to you preaching the gospel of the power of God, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, that your faith would be steadfast. Paul never come with some seminary experience to polish around and take out and add to. He said, I come knowing only one thing, Christ crucified. I only come knowing one thing, preaching to you the power of the resurrection of Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in Galatians 1.8, he said, If an angel preached anything else, let him be a curse unto you. That's right. Now, did he raise? We're here this morning to ask the question. Did he raise? Now, today's ceremonies are set all over the world. And they go around with grace. Some of them with prayer beads of sand. That's up to them. Others go around bragging on the great denomination they belong to. That's up to them. Others put great crosses up in pianos and organs and fine church buildings and say, look what we got. The best of the city comes to our church. That's all right. That's up to them. But I know nothing but the resurrection of the Amen. Lord Jesus. If it's in the barn, if it's in the stable, wherever it may be, Amen. nothing do I want to know among you but the resurrection. I don't want to hear how good you are because you're not good to begin with. We're not good to begin with. Only one thing I want to know is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus has been in the human heart. Then if Christ be dead, yea, not dead, but risen again, then he's with us. Then the same things that he'd done when he was here on earth, he's obligated to produce them again according to his word. It is. And when that thing is produced again upon the earth, the same thing now when he was here, he did not claim to be a great healer, did he? He said he wasn't a healer. He said, I do nothing in myself. I do nothing unless I see the Father doing it, and that doeth the Son likewise. He passed to the pool of Bethesda where great multitudes of people lay crippled, blind, lame, halt, twisted, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And here comes Emmanuel. Here comes Jesus. Garments full of virtue. A woman touched his garment a few days before that and was made ever with She touched him and ran off out in the crowd and sat down or whatever it was. Jesus stopped and looked around. Said, who touched me? Well, I said, look at the multitude, Master. Everybody's touching. He said, yes, but... Uh, I got weak. He said, something happened. Amen. And he looked around over the audience till he found the woman. He said, now, your faith has healed you of that blood issue. See, her faith touched him. That was Jesus yesterday. That's Jesus today. That'll be Jesus forever. Amen. As long as there's a need of healing, there'll be a Jesus Amen. to heal. Amen. As long as there's a sinner to save, there'll be a Jesus to save him. Amen. That's him. When he passed through that great multitude, went over there and healed a man laying on a pallet, walked away and left him. One of the disciples of the Jews, they said, Why, 
Look at there. Look at that crowd. Why didn't he go over there and heal this? And I believe it and so forth. Like that. They questioned him. You seen this man packing his bed on the Sabbath? He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself. See where he give all praise? Any true spirit of God will do the same thing. He'll give praise to God every time. He said, the Son can do nothing in himself. But what I see the Father doing, that's the things that I do. The Father does something and he shows me and I go do it. If that was Jesus then, it's got to be Jesus today. That's right. He stood in the audience of people and he could perceive their thoughts. He knew what was wrong with them. He looked out over his audience many times and said, Why reason you in your heart and say different things? A woman come up to him at the well one time. He said, Bring me a drink. She said, Well, it's not customary for you Jews to ask Samaritans such. He said, We well, have no dealing. He said, But if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. Amen. <laughs> oh, now she said, um, how, that, how that could be. And he said, Go get your husband. She said, I have no husband. He said, That's right. She got five. And said, the one you're living with now is not your husband. She said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. She said, now, I know that's going to be the sign of the Messiah. She said, I know that when Messiah cometh, he'll tell us these things. But who are you? He said, I'm he that speaks to you. There you are. What was that? A sign of the Messiah. Amen. Amen. Notice, and in there they misunderstood it. They didn't understand what that meant. It blinded their eyes. His miracles and things blinded their eyes. And so is it today. The same things will blind the eyes of the carnal mind because it can't understand the things of God. It's against God. It's the enemy of God. The human mind is the enemy to God. Amen. You've got to get out of your own human mind and be born anew by the Holy Spirit and get the mind of God Amen. in you. Then you can believe those things. Then it becomes a reality. Amen. Now, notice, then, when he was here, the things that he did, when he went away, he said to his church, after his resurrection, he said, Lo, I am with thee always, even to the end of the world. Their eyes were open. They understood it. Peter and Anne before that, after being a bosom friend with him, walked with him, talked with him. And Peter said, Oh, I'm so discouraged. After this death up there, and they buried him. I'm, I'm so discouraged. I believe it was just go fishing. So the disciples would stand around, and they said, We'll just go with you. So away they get their net discouraged believers once, mental theology. They believe once in the natural, but when a little trial come up, it all went to pieces. I hear I don't aim to hurt you, but I want to correct you. <laughs> See? That just shows when a man only has intellectual faith. But I said, Yes, that's the word of God. Yeah, I believe God rose again of Jesus on the day. Now, that, if that's all you've got, the first little discouragement comes up in your church, away you go. Go on out. See? You might be a friend to Him, but you don't know Him in the power of His resurrection. Amen. Never one time after Pentecost did that preacher Peter ever say such a thing as that. When they got ready to kill him, they was going to hang him on a cross. He said, I'm not even worthy to die like that. Turn my feet up, my head down, because my Lord died in that position. Amen. Turn his head up. Yes. 
Never, never. See, he was with Christ then, but then Christ was in Peter. Peter was doing the leading then, and as the Holy Spirit come, then the Holy Spirit was doing the leading. Peter was in the background, and the Holy Spirit led on. Now, if you've just got, if you've got good reasoning, you'll sit down and try to reason out the Bible. Reason how could he raise from the dead? How could these miracles and things take place today in this great realm of civilization and science that we live in? You try to reason that out, you're just getting farther away from God all the time. You'll never know him by reasoning. God's not known by reason. God's known by faith. Amen. You accept it. You believe it. You can't do it until something happens in you. Then the Holy Spirit comes in and you have the mind of Christ. Notice, they all night they fished and caught no fish. Very discouraging. The next morning, early at the sunrise service, they looked across the bank and there stood Jesus. Amen. But they didn't know Him. That's the sad part. They didn't know Him. One night the little old boat was just about to sink out on the sea in a storm. And here come the lovely Lord walking towards him. They said, oh, go away. It's a ghost. It's spooky. We don't want nothing to do with it. The only thing that could help them was near them and they was afraid of it. Amen. And may I say this to you people today who's never received the Holy Spirit? I realize in the church realms we've got a lot of mockery. We've got a lot that pretend to have the Holy Spirit when they don't have it. Amen. That's right. So if you've got your rims over there too, claim to be church members or not. That's right. So where there's a pro, there's a con. Remember that. Where there's a negative, there's a positive. Where there's a bogus dollar, there's a real one. And where there's somebody mocking and pretending to have the Holy Spirit, there's a genuine Holy Spirit. Remember that? And the very thing that will help you, the very thing that will deliver you, the thing that will take you out of your prison house of habit, Take you out of your prison houses of fear and upset. Thing that'll take you away from the cancer and make you a living creature again. The thing that'll raise you up in the last days stands right near you and you're scared of it. Amen. Don't be afraid. It's him. It's I. He said, be not afraid. It's I. But they was scared of it. Afraid to take his word for it. He said, don't be afraid. It's I. Jesus asked them if they had any fish. He said, No. So we toiled all night and they come to the shore and found fish cooked and laying ready for them. No, did that miracle it was him? Two more as he run on the road to Emmaus. Listen closely now as we're closing. On the road to Emmaus one day, at the resurrection, there was two, one Cleophas and his friend, a beautiful Sabbath morning like this, the first beautiful Easter. Closely now, observe the word. Get ready. And as they was observing the first Easter, downhearted, discouraged, because a disappointment had come. There may be men and women here today that's observing this Easter because of some disappointment. Something take place, but just remember, the Lord Jesus is up from the grave today. Amen. He's living among people. Many times when I was in school, I studied botany. I've always studied botany. Botany to me is not plant life so much to look at how the plants raise up and how the sun comes and so forth. Botany to me is the one who created it. Is the maker who made the plant to grow. Oh, how beautiful those Easter flowers look at them. Oh my, 
the pretty flowers that sits around, no one can look in the face of one and say there is no God and be mentally right. And here they are, discouraged now, going back home. Well, we started out, we thought it would be all right, but we have to go back home now. On the road back over to Emmaus, as they walked along, discouraged, their conversation was right. They were talking about him. Amen. That's when he appeared. Amen. And that's the reason he doesn't appear to the so many of us today. Our conversations is talking about everything else but Christ. Amen. We're always talking about when we're going to get the work done or what we're going to do here. Let your conversations be on Christ. Amen. That's when he appears is when you talk about him. Be speaking about Him. And they were going along speaking about Him. Yet they loved Him. They didn't know what He had raised from the dead. And many people today who really love the Lord Jesus, out in these great churches throughout the world, they love the Lord, but they don't really know what He's risen from the dead. Notice, as He went along, a stranger stood out of the bushes, and greeted them, good morning, perhaps. And I'm all sad, broken up, said, oh, I loved him. I seen him stand by the grave of Lazarus when a man had been dead four days and said, Lazarus, come forth. Oh, how could that man ever fail? How could he ever let us down like this? And now we stand in shame and disgrace. We're going back home to start up our fishing and carpentering again. See, isn't that just the modern Christian today? Oh, let the healing take place and they're shouting the victory. Let the power of the Holy Spirit fall and they're shouting the victory. And those who are really filled with the Holy Ghost remain that way down through life. Amen. But the man is still walking with a carnal mind. Let a little discouragement come up, something go wrong, and they go away saying, well... I thought it was all right, but oh my, look at it now. I thought that little church would never fail. I thought this person, you've got your mind on the wrong thing. Amen. Put your mind on him that can't fail. Amen. Let your conversation not be about your church, but about your Lord. That's the one. Not about your neighbor, but about your Lord. Let your conversations be of him. Amen. Then as they turn it along talking... All of a sudden, a man, just an ordinary man, he wasn't a great scribe, he wasn't educated, he had no education, as far as we know, he never went to school a day in his life, but he had wisdom beyond any man that ever lived. Amen. When the Pharisees saw his wisdom, they said, what school did he go to? Where did he come from? Where do you find these words? How does he do this? We never come through our seminaries. He doesn't talk like one of our people. Where does these words come from? And they were offended because he didn't belong to their groups. He didn't associate himself with them. He stood out conspicuous for he was God. There he stood and made himself known. He said, if you can't believe me, believe the works that I do. They testify the Father's He said, if my education, in other words like this, if my education doesn't satisfy your longings, if my degree, which I have none, but my degree, my diploma is not from your seminaries. My diploma is the works that I do that the Father sent me. There are my diploma. 
That's the best diploma I know of. God give us more of those diplomas. The works that I do are a vindication that the Father sent me. If that isn't sufficient, believe them, then instead of me. Now notice him. Oh, I love him. I see him walking along there. And he said, why are you so sad? What makes you feel this way? What a beautiful day. Look how everything looks. He said, yes, and I know, but we trust. Say, so you're just a stranger around here. Well, I said, don't you know that Jesus of Nazareth, the man that was approved of God, the great signs and so forth, we followed him for three and a half years, and Pilate crucified him, and they buried him, put him in the grave. Why, they said, we was in hopes that he would be a king, a great leader, and now he lays there in the grave, embalmed and laying in the grave. Why, he said, don't you know the Scriptures? <laughs> oh, I like that. What did he do? Went right straight to the Scriptures Amen. to prove his point. And any true Spirit of God will go straight to the Scriptures. Amen. What did he do? Went back in the Old Testament, the books of Moses, and began to speak about Moses, about the different ones, how that they said that Jesus would come, how he would suffer and what he would do. He said, don't you know this? The Scripture, the Word. Amen. So don't you know that that Word that was back there has been made alive? Don't you know that Christ should have raised from the dead? And there, no, we didn't know that. Good people loving Him, but didn't know that He was risen from the dead. So is it today. Same thing today, exactly, brother and sister. Oh, may God wake your innermost being. People doesn't understand that He's raised from the dead. He's not dead, he's alive. And he walked out under disguisement. He appeared to them in the form of a man. He might appear to you in the form of your neighbor. He might appear to you in the form of a, a minister or your mother. Christ appears to you in people. Then treat everybody right. Be kindly, be neighborly, be loving. Christ is in the person. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And as you go along and people appear to you, a kind person begins to speak to you, listen to them. You don't know it might be Jesus speaking to you. See, he appears, I'll be with you, even in you. And as you do unto these, you do unto me. Oh, when you get to look at it that way, the old tradition falls away. See, it doesn't become a form of words and a declaration of so many words put together. It becomes a living reality that Christ is in us now. The Holy Spirit moving back and forth through every human being, searching through the heart, searching, condemning the ruins life in there. And as you confess it, He holds it before God and the blood cleanses it. Amen. Amen. And as He went along, now look, it was getting towards evening time. Oh, I just love this. Wish we had a little more. Oh, my. I didn't know it was that long. Look, it was getting towards evening. I'll close. Did you notice? Now listen close. It was getting towards evening. And he made out like he was going to go on by and leave them. But they persuaded him to come in. Amen. I wonder how much persuading we would do today. Wonder how much you're doing right now, O oh Lord, the resurrected one. Let me persuade you to come to my heart. Come in with me. I want to believe you. 
I've lived a halfway Christian life, so uh, just by believing in a knowledge, faith, and so forth, intellectual faith, but I want to know you in the power of your resurrection. For this is the only time I'll have to make preparation. I want to know you when I lay my head down to rise up no more. I want to know you in the power of your resurrection. I don't want no just guessing about it. I want to know you. Will you just come in and abide with me? The days far spent. Notice, when he got inside, closed the doors, he could talk to them then. What a difference he made out of these people. Them standing on the bank didn't know him. They'd been with him a long time. But when Christ wants on the inside, not Christ on the outside reading it, saying, yes, that's right. But Christ on the inside saying, that's right. Amen. You get the difference? Christ on the inside. And he said, once inside the doors closed, then he made himself known to them. By the way, he'd done something. He took the bread and he broke it. And they looked and said, there's only one man on earth that ever could do that. Amen. And that's him. Amen. Just the way he done something. Not the way he farmed his sermon. Because they had plenty of theologians doing that. Not the way he dressed in a Hollywood style as it would be today. Not that. But the way he done something. They knew that that was his way of doing it. Amen. And their eyes were open. They knew him then. They didn't know him a few days, or the disciples that didn't see him that way. They never was closed in with him. They didn't know him when they seen him. But those who once was closed in, they knew it was their Lord. And I want you to notice something. Closely now before closing. Close. On the very early morning, when Mary Magdalena and Martha was at the grave first, listen, first early that morning, Christ showed Himself visible among the early risers, and he never showed it anymore through the span of day until the evening time. Amen. Amen. Then he made himself known again, for he was Alpha and Omega. Amen. It'll be like in the evening time. Amen. The path of glory you will surely find. Amen. When Christ made himself known in the early days with the apostles, at the resurrection, with signs and wonders that Peter, James, John, and them did, he made himself known to the people. How? In the power of his resurrection? Amen. Listen! By signs and wonders and miracles which he did. Is that right? Amen. He made himself known. Now we come to a great day. The days gone by to great teachers. St. Augustine. Come on down to... Martin Luther, John Wesley, Calvin, Knox, all of those down through the age of the, of the Methodist, the age of the Baptist, the age of the Nazarene, the age of the Pilgrim Holiness, the age of Pentecostal. All these ages has passed away. The sun's going down. He said it'll be light in the evening time. There'll be a day, said the prophet, there'll not be day, neither will it be night. It'll be just kind of like a mist. And today, that's the way the world's traveled. Since the first warning of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and that first church age back there in the, in the Ephesian church age, the very 
first age there, God made Himself known through signs and wonders and miracles. It faded out in the early fathers. Come down through the Catholic Church to the Reformation. Down through here, they've had enough light to believe that He was the Son of God. They've had enough light to accept Him as a personal Savior. And it's gone on down, but the clouds, the clouds of darkness, teachers, having people bound, saying the days of miracles is past. All these things has been gone long years ago. It's been a dark day. Not altogether dark. They can see how to get along, but not very good. But brother, God promised when the sun was setting on the western world that it would be light again. This is sure here. This Bible is an oriental book. It's wrote in oriental customs. It's wrote in oriental ma- a language. In the east, the sun rises in the east. It sets in the west. And in the eastern people had their day of visitation at the first resurrection. And the sun's come across through the age. And civilization started from the east going to the west. And just before the sun sets here on this western horizon, the same resurrected Lord Jesus will come in His same power. As he made himself known to Mary Magdalena, and then at the beginning he's making himself known in the power of his resurrection at the end age. Well, in the end time, he said, Come in. It's getting late. The day is well spent. It's towards evening. Won't you come in? And they brought him in. And when once inside, he opened their eyes. He performed something that said only He could do it. Amen. Look how they was. There's a whole day coming over. That's where the missionaries has failed. We have washed over war sports to support missionaries that went over there to pass out tracts. We sent over there to teach theology. And there's Buddha, Buddha, Mohammed, the Sheikhs, all the different religions of the world is in there with their same theology. That can produce the same thing Christianity can in the way of psychology. That's right. And the world, only one-third of them on this Easter morning knows or ever heard about Jesus. Two-thirds of the world is in communism and in darkness. Two-thirds of the world never heard about Jesus or the resurrection. Amen. Brother, when he met, experience come to Cleopia when their eyes were opened and they recognized who they were. Amen. In a few minutes' time, they traveled down the quarters of time back to Jerusalem, light-footed, light-hearted, yeah. telling the people, We know our Lord is risen from the dead, for we have seen Him. Yeah. And we know that He's real. What it is, is the last days God's going to raise man with messages, with power, with deliverance, with the power of the gospel yeah. to prove that Jesus Christ was the same yesterday today. Oh, it sounds excitable. No wonder. We're living in an exciting time. Yes, it is. We're living in the last days when God, through every holy prophet, through all the Old Testament, through the New Testament, has prophesied that in the end time, the same things that took place in the beginning would happen in the end time. As the darkness would bleed away and the gospel light would shine across the corners of the earth once more before the coming of the Lord Jesus. He has risen from the dead. He is the same yesterday, today, and will be forever. Jesus Christ raised from the dead. 
that's living among us. I'm so happy for that. My heart's thrilled beyond words. When we don't have to guess about it, it's the truth. God bless you, friend. If you don't know that, don't pay no attention to who's bringing this message, but pay attention to what the message means. It's to you that's outside of Christ. If you don't know Him in the power of His resurrection, if you don't, don't take mental conceptions of it, don't talk about your theology or your intellectual faith. If something hasn't witnessed in your heart, and your heart's been dumped out, and become an empty tomb, hallelujah, Amen. to the old dead things of the world, and Christ has raised anew in your heart, oh God, this morning roll away the stone of doubt. Amen. Take it away. And may he rise today in your heart and make you a new creature. Now, I believe that he'll come on the scene in a few minutes and will do the same thing that he did when he was your owner. Shall we pray while we bow our heads? Our Heavenly Father, it's getting late. The hour is far spent. But it was at the spending of the hour when you appeared. We thank thee for thy divine words. We thank thee for this gospel which we preach and believe. We thank Thee for this gospel which Thou hast vindicated to be the truth. Now, Lord Jesus, speak to lost souls. Many people here, Lord, who love You, but they really have never accepted You. You walk with them daily. It's You that kept them from being killed that time in the accident. It was You that kept the storm from blowing the house away that day and that night. It was You that come to them in the time of trouble. It was you that gave them the job when they didn't have any. It was you that comforted their hearts when the loved ones went to the grave. You've walked with them, but that they don't know you. God grant today that every person here that's outside of Christ will do like Cleopas and his friend did. Come and abide with us. The day of my life is well spent. Come in now and make your way while we have our heads bowed. Anywhere inside or out? Is there a person here would say by an uplifted hand to God, not to your brother, but to God? Oh, something's happened in my heart this morning. I know that there's something taking place in my heart. I'll never be the same. I believe something has happened since I've come in this building this morning. I now accept Christ in my heart as my Savior. I want to raise up my hands to God and say, God, here I am. This is all I can do is raise my hand to tell you I believe you. Will you raise your hand? God bless you, sir. Is there anyone else? Raise your hand. Say, I'm not accepting. God bless you, lady. That's right. Someone else? As you raise your hand, God promised to give you everlasting life. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Shall not come into judgment but passing death for life. Will you raise your hand? I say, Lord, I believe. No one looking, just the Lord Jesus and I, if you please. Just raise your hand, say, I now accept him as my Savior. Would you raise, God bless you, 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 oh, that's fine. Just lower the hand, God bless you. That's fine. What does it do to you? Gives you life. You raise your hand to the master, said, I believe it. Jesus said, he that believe it shall never be condemned. Passing death into life. Right now you have everlasting life. Aren't you happy about it? Is there another before we pray? One more, say, Brother Bam, on this Easter morning. I'm now, before I even see the visible signs of Christ's appearance, if he shall so do so, I'm now accepting, before I see anything, 
I'm not going to be like Thomas, wait till I've seen and feel him and so forth, and then say, I'm going to accept him right now. He said, how much greater is their reward who has not yet seen or felt or anything but has believed? Is there another one? Put your hand up inside or out. God bless you and you and you, you sister. God bless you. That you, sister. God bless you. All right, with their heads down. Our Heavenly Father, thy said, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season, rebuke, rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine. Preach in order gospel, but that which is committed unto us, Christ died, rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, is now seated in heavenly places, in the presence of the majesty of God, making intercessions upon our confession. And this is his word. He that heareth my word. And believe upon him that sent me half everlasting life. And today, in this hurried up, scattered message, many has raised their hands. You've seen them. How could even you fail to see them when you know every sparrow that falls on the street? You know it. The great, omnipotent God. You see everything. You know everything. And can do everything. Now, according to your word, you have saved these from sin. And we thank thee for it, Father. May their lives be long and happy. May they serve thee all the days of their life. Coming tonight, if they've never been immersed, may they come and be baptized, calling on the name of the Lord, and be filled with the Holy Spirit this very night. Grant it, dear God. We ask it in Christ's name. Now, Father, we're entering the service. Now, I know your word cannot fail. It said that in our own town, the servants, any town among the people, but twice, Lord, you've let it happen in these ten years. Won't you grant it again today? It's Easter, and our minds are all fresh upon Easter's thoughts, upon the resurrection. It's fresh to new upon the gospel this morning from here to preach here twice. And we want to see you, Lord. Now I've told the people that you're here, you set you up. You're omnipresent always. Won't you come now and take the instruments? Poor as they are, Lord, of your poor servant. Work to us today that the man and woman sitting here and those who just accept you will see what they have did. And it's not something false, it's the Lord Jesus. Oh God grant it. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, my. You feel good? I just feel like it, even though tired, down out. Just how glorious the Word is. Now, friends, all the preaching that I could do, I, I kind of... Today been preaching twice. Got to hurry. Tomorrow for drive. I got to leave early in the morning for the coma washing on into Canada. And they want me to fly up to be for services tomorrow, but I may drive. So now notice. Now all the preaching I could do, one thing Christ could do, and be worth all the things that I could say in a thousand years to you if you should live to see it. Now I want to ask you something, and I want you to be. This is reverent. Now, many of you are standing. I know you're tired. 
but just give us a few minutes. Now I'm taking this to understand. I don't say it will. I'm by faith. I've asked God to do so. And I'm asking him now that he would produce the meeting here. Just like he does on the field. That the people here at Jeffersonville would know that Jesus raised from the dead. Now we've had it twice. I don't know when I'll get to be back after the days of the tabernacle again. I love this little old church. It's not very much a stranger. Right here is my fingerprint that on this pulpit for 12 years of preaching here. I'm 23 years in the gospel now. Oh, I've done come too far to even look back. Oh, I've done seen too much. I don't care what the people say. I, I know, I know. That's it. No matter the whole world says different, I, I know who I have been. I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I committed him yesterday. The many of the friends sitting in here and so forth. Some of them on the outside, I have a couple of doctor friends of mine to be present today, too. I am not a fanatic. I just, if, it takes, if you call it fanaticism to believe the resurrection of Jesus, then I am a fanatic. That's right. I believe it with all my heart. Now, here's my contention that Jesus raised from the dead. I believe if he raised from the dead, he said the very same things that I do, shall you do also. Even more than this shall you do, for I go to my Father. Now, please, here on this resurrection morning, if God will just appear again here on the scene in a form that you can know that it's Him. Would you like to see? Would you like to be like the old Christian man coming? Then if God will do that, I have told you the gospel truth then. Now what would he do if he'd appear here this morning? Could he say, would you come say, would you save me, Lord? What would he say? I did that when I died for you at Calvary, because that's his gospel. Say, will you heal me, Lord? He'd say, I did that when I died for you on Calvary. Now the only thing that he could do would be show signs and wonders among you that would make you believe and accept it. Is that right? Yes, now, I thank the boys give out some prayer cards this morning. Billy told me a few minutes ago, said he'd run out just a little bit, but I didn't have enough to go around. He came up and some more. He lost his uh, time of coming up when he started to go out and get some more cards. Then Brother Neville started saying, you only believe he really come running up there. And Brother Woodsman said, it, why, the songs had already been sung and so forth. So I had to rush right down and get, get too many cards, maybe 50 or 100 Something like that out, probably. We can get to as many as we possibly can. Now I want you to get out your little prayer card. It's a little square card. It's got my picture on it. And on the back of it is a number. And we want to line the people up over here and pray for them just in groups as we come along. And pray for them as we can. Now, while you get your cards out, getting ready, now I want you to notice there's many in here who does not have prayer cards. There's maybe a hundred people here that does not have prayer cards. Their prayer cards don't mean nothing. Not a thing. The only thing it means is for you to have faith in God. Jesus prayed for people. That's right. And many times he'd tell them what was wrong. But he said, never did say, I have healed you. He said, thy faith has saved thee. People who come down there with that blind start eating On the road, saying that baby. Jesus walking, maybe that gate, that road from from where Bartimaeus is setting is from here up there, almost the next corner. Here comes Jesus down. And there that blonde bed is setting just all over there screaming. People are away with that fanatic. Come on, babbler. Why don't you do some miracle and show us? Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna. He's the king of, of David, the son of David. And all the different mix. And Jesus going towards Calvary with his face. He's moving towards there. 
I see him walking when he's young, right, only 30-something years old. He looked old. They say he was about 50, but he's only 33. There he had his face set with a pin of the world on him. There was sickness in the world hanging to him. And he's going towards Calvary to be crucified. That old blind beggar over there, ragged, squeezed, and everything. Stand now, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. The people said, sit down. But Jesus stopped. Turned around. Look way back down there and said, Life faith has made his own. Life faith. Poor little woman, not much to look at. She squeezed through the crowd and under her feet and went over and touched his garment. Run back out there to the crowd somewhere and sit down. Jesus stopped. Say, to touch me. He looked around. He said, Thy faith has made thee whole. Far reason you're in the heart, said the woman at the well. He thought it was like a message that then when Philip comes to him, when he first of his ministry, Jesus is standing there prayer and praying for the sick. Here's Jesus yesterday. This will be Jesus today. For he's the same when that light was there in the morning. It's here in the evening, the same Jesus. Yesterday and today, they're just the same. And when Jesus is standing there, there's a man got saved. He ran over, he got his friend called Nathaniel. And so he went and got Nathaniel. And Philip went and got Nathaniel. And he found Nathaniel under a tree praying. And when he brought him back, Jesus, he came up, stood out the audience where he was. Jesus is there praying for the people. He looked out, said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there's no God. Well, I said, How did you know me? Rabbi or teacher? Reverend? A title? He said, Why, well, before Philip called you, I saw you under the tree. <laughs> well, the Pharisee said, He sees a fortune teller. He's the devil. He's the Elzebub. But what did Philip say? What did Nathaniel say? He rose and fell down and said, Thou the Son of God. You're the King of Israel. He said, Because I told you this, you believe? You'll see greater than this because you're a believer. Amen. You'll see greater than this. Now, that's the same Jesus today. Now, let's line the sick people up and start praying for them. Now, you out there in the audience without prayer cards, I want you to just breathe with all your heart. God will make you well sitting right in your seat. He can turn his servants around and say the same thing that he said then. Don't you believe that? All right. Now, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Who has prayer card number one? Let's see, raise up their hand. Prayer card number one? Number one? Number two? Line up over here. Now, I just have to take them one at a time, folks. We don't. We, we haven't got any room to stand. Number two? Who has prayer card number two? Would you raise up your hand? Prayer card, this lady here. Number three? Come over here to this side, lady. Number four? Who has prayer card? Who has prayer card number three? I don't believe I got that one. Prayer card three? Prayer card four? Prayer card five? Who has prayer card five? A lady back there? All right. Prayer card number six? Number seven, would you come over to this side right here? Now, let's four, five, six, seven. I don't know how you bring them across this way, around the, or the platform, perhaps, maybe. All right, just quickly as you can. The piano will play only one. I have no way of knowing who, where, how, when, who. Now, let's see how many we can stand up. Would you come right along now? That's prayer card number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Who has eight? Prayer card eight. Right over there, son. Prayer card nine. Raise up your hand. Everybody has prayer card nine. Maybe somebody deaf and can't hear. Look at somebody's card sitting next to you. Prayer card nine. Would you raise up your hand? Nine. Is it somebody who can't get up? 
Did your crippled can't get up there packed yet? Prayer card nine? Maybe you checked out prayer card ten? All right, lady, over here, prayer card eleven? Over on that side, sir? Prayer card twelve? Over here, sir? Prayer card thirteen? All right, lady, over here. Prayer card fourteen? There, you have fourteen, fifteen? Over here, lady? If you will, that's fine. Just come. I guess you go, maybe go right around if you can. Down there that aisle, you would be willing. Come right in there, Bill. If he's uh, standing right here in the middle of that aisle, oh, that's right. That's right. Line him up right. right down here, lady. Lady, right down there, sister dear. And go right through the line. Let's see how many we're getting lined up. Let's wait just a minute on these now, just for a minute. Now, just be real, Reverend. Be seated. Be kind, quietly. After the house of God. All right. Can you play up? Okay. Okay. All right. Can we put a few more? All right. Prayer cards. Four dollars. Both that. Yes. What's your prayer card, sir? Fourteen. All right. Prayer card. Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty. This way, lady, up that way. That, go that way. All right, that'll make you start managing the sense. Go that way, lady. They'll take her, if you will. All right. Okay. Well, that's all right. That'll be enough for you to stand right now. Just like that. What, is the little girl's nose a bleeding sister? Let's just stop. Would you bow your head just a moment? Stop people in the prayer line that I know. Brother Wood stand there. I know him. I know the second, third person behind that one. I know them. I know this lady sitting here, the first lady. I don't know what's wrong with her, but I know she's there. And I guess that's about the limit of who I know in the prayer line. There's many out here who who I do not know, and you yourselves are witnesses of these things, that I do not know you, but Jesus Christ knows you, doesn't he? Now, how many out there doesn't have prayer cards, and you want to be healed anyhow? Raise your hands up. Well, well, that's fine. God bless you. All right. Without prayer cards. Now, I ask you to do this. If the Holy Spirit comes and anoint, you look this way and believe with all your heart. 
Amen. You just look and say, Lord, I truly believe with all my heart. If you'll do that, God will grant to you your healing. I believe it with all my heart. Now, don't move around. Be real reverent. Just be as reverent as you can be. Now, let's pray again. Now, I want to ask you with your heads bowed. If Jesus has risen from the dead, now, this is not to heal you. This is only a vindication that he has risen from the dead. If Jesus Christ has raised from the dead, as far as salvation and healing, he has already purchased that at Calvary. Is that right? Say amen. amen. There's nothing he could do, only do something, a way of a sign or a wonder, that would make you know that he has raised from the dead. If he would do that one time, the same things that he did when he was here on earth, you ought to accept him. Is that right? Will you do it, if you will, raise your hands. If he'll perform one thing like he did when he was here on earth, will you accept it? God bless you. The hundred percent. Now, Father, I pray that you'll be merciful. And now, for your glory, Lord, I pray that you'll grant it right here, today in the tabernacle, to settle it forever, that you have rose from the dead. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask this blessing for God's glory. Amen. Now, for the glory of God and for the power of his resurrection, for the omnipotence of God, I now take every spirit in here under my control in the name of Jesus Christ. So do as you're told. And now I want that lady here to just stand right here by the microphone. Oh, the lady, I, I think her name is Sutton. I'm not mistaken. No, oh, Cobb. I'm sorry. Um, I've seen the woman before. Sure, she comes here to Tabernacle once in a while. And now, but I know nothing of what's wrong with her. But now, the only way that I would have of knowing that would be some way that God would have telling me. Isn't that right, Mrs.? Yes, it is. Uh, Cobb? It's right. Sorry, Cobb. Is your name now? Yes. All right. All right, Mrs. Cobb. The only way that I know that what was wrong with you would be God would have to reveal it to me. Yes. And then if he would do that, that would have to come through a supernatural power that doesn't belong to human beings. It would have to come from divine power. Isn't that right? That's right. And then in doing so, would that make you believe that I told you the truth about his resurrection? Yes. Would it make you believe it, friend? Yes. Now, what? Why did Jesus was standing here with this suit on that he gave Praise me? Praise the Lord. And he, and he was standing here. If it's, now, the woman may have financial trouble. She may have domestic trouble. She may have sick trouble. I don't know. God knows that. I don't know. I can't tell you. It may be that she's done something in her life that's caused every what her trouble is to come up on her. I don't know. God does. I don't. But he can tell me. Well, that's what it is. Jesus said, I do nothing except the Father shows me. It has to come through that. Now, what I'm doing to this woman here will be not reading her mind. No, sir. God forbid. God knows that that's wrong. It won't be God in heaven, my judge, knows that's wrong. Not reading her mind, but it'll be through the power of the resurrection. Jesus Christ in his church. Look at Peter and them when they sit there and look upon the people. How Paul and different ones looked upon the people, and they perceived that there were certain things that were wrong. 
Jesus talking to the woman at the well, he carried a conversation with her. Now, we all know that, St. John, the, the fourth chapter. He talked to the woman at the well. And while talking to the woman at the well, he was merely catching her spirit. The Father had told him to go up for the way of Samaria. Yeah. Jericho is where he was going, right straight down like this from Jerusalem. But he went way around Samaria because the Lord told him to go up there. And he sat there on the well, sent his disciples away. He knew the woman was coming. When she come with her water pot, he said, bring me a drink. She said, not customary for you to ask me such. He said, but if you know who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. I'd give you waters you didn't come here to draw. Is that right? Then, after the conversation went on a little while, he finally found just exactly where the trouble was. He said, go get your husband. She said, I have none. I said, that's right. That's right. said, you have five, and the one you have now is not your husband. She said, I perceive that you're a prophet. I know when Messiah cometh, he'll do this, or he'll tell us things. But who are you? He said, I'm he that speaks to you. Amen. Now, that was Jesus yesterday. Thank That's Jesus today. Now, in order to you, uh, uh, lady, the only way that I have of knowing would be had to be some kind of a contact between you and I with God that would make it known. Have you ever seen that picture they've taken of the angel of the Lord standing by me, that light? You know? Yes. You, you have seen one of those. Yes. As a church, oh, you've seen him here in a church, of course. Now, that is what I'm trying to get close to us now. Now, that light is the same pillar of fire that led the children of Israel, which was Jesus Christ, right, the angel of the covenant. He was a supernatural form man of light. He came down with flesh. He said, I came from God and I go back to God. A little while the world won't see me no more, yet you'll see me. The world is the unbeliever. Yes. You'll see me, for I'll be with you oh, to the end of the world. Yes, praise now, the Lord be blessed. And you know that I'm, I, something is taking place. Now, to the audience, I want you to be reverent. But now that same life, thanks be to God, Amen. is coming in here to my right side. It's moving between me and the woman. Now, her life could not be hid. Now, my sister, that what is on you now is nothing to hurt you. It's to help you. It's the only way of salvation. You, Praise the Lord. You are here. No, you don't live here in the town. You live in New Albany. Yes. You live in New Albany. And you're under, you're under a doctor's care. And the doctor has told you that it's some kind of a thing, something in your throat. So it's a bronchial condition in your throat. And he told you and advised you to leave this country. That it's the only way you could get well. You believe that the Lord Jesus and his Our Heavenly Father, laying hands upon the woman while being in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I condemn this trouble that you have healed. Calvary, and ask that she go to be free. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Go in peace. God bless you and be with you. Now, may the Lord be blessed. Be reverent. Now, watch. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. 
Now, won't you look this way, lady? Now, the one who is, we're in his presence, knows all things and knows you from the very beginning. He's fed you every bit of the food you've ever eaten. He knows all about you. I may not know you, but God knows you. He knows who you are, where you're from, all about you, what you've done in your life. And He's the only one that can heal you or do for you what you're desiring to be done. You know that I don't know it. God alone would have to reveal it to me. Is that the truth? Raise up your hand if that's the truth. That's the truth. All right, you look this way, Justin. Just a moment. Now, everyone, Reverend, here's the angel of the Lord standing right here. Just, it's over a little, it's over this little girl sitting right here. Praise the Lord. The little girl is there with her loved ones. The child suffers with some kind of a condition in the throat. It's a throat condition. Possible condition. That's right, isn't it, sir? Put your hand over on her. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan is exposed, and I rebuke that demon that's holding the girl come out of her. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Brother, you've come a long ways to bring the child, but don't worry, you're taking her home now to be well. Your faith has saved you. Have faith in God. You're not from Jeffersonville either. You're from away from Jeffersonville. You come from the east, coming west when you come here, and you come from come down a road, uh, a concreted road, and you're uh, from a town that sets kind of to the right of the road. It's some kind of a government affair around there. It's Edinburgh, Indiana. Right. You're from Edinburgh, That's Indiana, right. and your name, I see, Ola, is Denton. Right. Your name is Dayton, and you're suffering with heart trouble. Yes. Go back home well. Your faith Have faith in God. Believe with all your heart. Now, to the people, have faith. Don't doubt. Just believe now. You believe in? Amen. Oh, my. This, not me, him, he's the resurrected Jesus. He's the one that shared that there was, this is the same things he did. That's right. The very same things that he did. Now, lady. You and I are meeting here this morning. God knows both of us. I know nothing about you. You're aware of that. But God knows you. He knows me. And His Spirit is here between us. I want to ask you something so that this tabernacle would know. 
all your life. You've never felt like you're feeling right now. That's right. Because you're in presence of His omnipotent being. Did you ever see that picture of the light? That's just exactly what's making you feel that way. I'm living in another world at the time. I can see you just make out to someone standing before me. And you know it's a loving, sweet, humble feeling. That's the Lord Jesus that raised from the dead. He returns to spirit life, God, and now He's here with us. To the end of the world, He'll be with us. You are a Christian, you're a believer, and you're not standing here for yourself. You're standing here for a man, and that man is your husband, and that man has a rupture. And another thing I've seen, he's drinking at a bar, he's an alcoholic. He, he drinks, and you come for deliverance from the man. Is that right? Now, you know, lady, them things are beyond any human mind. Isn't that right? That has to be revealed by God. You believe for it now? Almighty God, who raised up Jesus from the dead, and we're here today enjoying the resurrection blessing, I bless this thy handsmaid, and may she receive that which she's asked for. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, my sister. Go receive whatever you have asked for. God grant it. You believe? All right, sir, look on me. I mean, not look, I mean, like Peter and John passed in the gate called Beautiful, they said, look on us. I guess we're strangers to one another. We don't know each other. Perhaps our first time of ever seeing each other. Is this our first visit, ever time to see one another? All right. Then we're perfect, total strangers. I've never seen you and you've never seen me. And here we are two men met here in life. God knows us both, doesn't he, sir? He certainly does. And now if there's anything concerning you, Something happened. I be reverent, everyone. It's a lady sitting here praying. Right back here, she's bothered with constipation. Stand up just a minute, lady. That is the truth, isn't it? And you have a fluttering around your heart. It's nothing but constipation. Because you're nervous and upset. But you're going home to get well. I see it turning light around you where it was dark. Don't fear, just see. You don't need a prayer card. The only thing you need is faith. Just have faith in God. God bless you, lady. Believe with all your heart. Now, as the evil spirit begins to move across this section here, there's someone calling. Prayer is being made. I see a dark street moving from a woman to a man. It's an evil thing. And it's right under the rib. I see an examination. What's oh, the little man sitting here praying, wiping his eyes? 
God bless you, brother. Have faith. You believe me to be God's prophet? You accept me in the same way? Now the same thing's wrong with you as wrong with that woman sitting over yonder looking right at me on the end of the row, right out there with a the little round hat on. There's a dark string. The lady looking across this lady's head, looking at me right yeah, with her hand up. That's it, lady. That's right. Here it is coming from one to the other. It's evil powers pulling a dark streak. You got trouble right under your side here. It's a gallbladder condition. That lady over there has your both healed. Jesus Christ makes you well. The evil powers leave and you're going to be made free. I just a moment the Holy Spirit from the audience working with people out there. That lady with her hands up is a lady sitting right next to her. And I see her examination. She's got something wrong in the intestinal tract. That is right, lady. You believe that God will make you well? You have intestinal trouble. That's right. You raise up your hand. You accept Jesus now as your healer? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who shared to make known? Receive your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. I see a lady with something around her head. It's seemingly, oh, it's a lady sitting right behind her. The second lady sitting in there. She's having some kind of headache, constantly headache. Looking towards me. Do you believe, lady, sitting there, a little gray-headed woman, that God will heal you? Do you believe with all your heart? That's right. God bless you. It's over. You can go home now. It left you right then. If that's right, raise your hand. Raise your hand up. If that's right, it's gone from you. You are healed. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Come believing. The Holy Spirit moving in the line. Oh, how wonderful. Do you believe him? Look what he's doing. I wish I could explain to my church what this healing is. How it is in another world. You have to wonder whether you're really at the tabernacle or not. Be reverent. Be reverent. I see someone coming from a way away. It's coming in a, in a place. It's a man. He comes from a country where there's a lot of trees. It's Virginia. Several arthritis. You believe God heals you and makes you well? You accept it? You do? You come from Virginia here to be healed with arthritis. Isn't that right? All the way down. Yes, sir. You are healed now. You can go back and your heart trouble has left you. Turn out of the line and go back. You're well. God makes you well. Believe he's raised from the dead. The infallible proofs of his resurrection. Have faith. Now, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry to hold you. I have no control of this. It controls me, not me. It, it controls me. I can tell I'm getting terribly weak. But I know I'm near somebody, a gray-headed man. Where I know you're wearing glasses. Which that would be something wrong with you, be your eyes. But God knows all about you, sir. 
That's right. You are here to be healed of a, a you're nervous, really upset. This caused by a prostrate trouble. You have a prostrate trouble. If that's right, raise your hand. And you also have a heart trouble. That's right. You do. And look, I see your, I've never seen you in my life, but your initials is A.A. Miller. All right, you're at Mount Bower. You're on your road home to be well. God bless you. Go rejoicing. And the, Mr. Mills, it's easy for you. Now you are to go believing with all your heart. I'm a stranger to you. don't know you, but God does. Is that right? Amen. You feel that everything is going all right now. God bless you. Go home and be well. Every one of you. Amen. What's heart drops you to God? He can make it well at any time. He can send you back to Campbellsburg, everywhere it is, a well woman. You believe it? I don't know you. never seen you in my life. I'm a stranger to you, but he knows you and who you are and where you're from. Is that right? He's revealing it to you. Is that right? Well, do you believe this anointing that's on me now that knows you and everything about you? Well, I've never seen you before. If I lay my hands on you, will you be well? In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke the devil. Satan, you are exposed. You pull these people through the gutters long enough. Come out of the woman. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Go on your road, happy. The trouble's in your back, but God can make you well, can he? Can he, do you believe that he done it? If you believe it with all your heart, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I rebuke the sickness. May you go and be made well. God bless you. Go believing with all your heart. Come, will you, with all your heart. Now, do you believe? I'm a stranger to you. I don't know you, know nothing about you. Never seen him alive as far as I know. But God Almighty knows you, doesn't he? He knows all about you. He knows who you are. Knows everything. I don't have no way of knowing. But he does. But do you believe that you're standing in the presence, not of your brother, but of him that looked upon the woman and told her where her trouble was? I see between you and I comes a table, and you're moving back from it. You got stomach trouble. That's caused from a peptic ulcer in the stomach. Now you go eat your dinner. Jesus Christ makes you well. Go believe me with all your heart. Come, young fellow. You believe me to be his prophet? With all your soul, you accept it. I'm a stranger to you, but God knows you. Isn't that right? You want to get over the heart trouble and be made well? All right, go on your road rejoicing. Your faith makes you whole, heals you, makes you well. Will you come, lady? You had stomach trouble, too. When that lady was healed just a few minutes ago, stomach trouble, a real strange feeling come over you, didn't it? You were healed at the same time. Go on your road and eat your dinner and be made well. I want to say something, my brother. God knows you. Between you and I stands a dark shadow. It's a disease that kills more people than anything else. It's heart trouble. You have a leak in your heart. And they tell you that you can't get over it. But God knows that you can. Do you believe that God will heal you right now? Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive your healing and go off this platform a well man. Go give praise and glory to God. The same thing was wrong with you. Cause of a nervous heart, oh, your condition. That's right. Now you believe that you're healed? Then you return to your home rejoicing and be made well for the glory of God. Look here, lady. Do you believe? Just a minute. We're strangers to each other. We do not know each other. But there's a horrible shock come from the platform of the public when the lady walked up here. 
Oh, it's all over the audience. Look this way just a minute. You know, lady, me never seen you in my life. I know nothing about you. Only God alone knows you. But I see you. Uh, you're, you're all upset. It's nervousness. You got a mental break. Uh, you, you drop things all the time. I see you dropping dishes and things. And you were praying just before you come here in a chair sitting by near the floor. And you asked God if you could get over here. And I'll lay hands on you and get well. That's a, isn't that right? Raise up your hands. That's right. It's a spirit. That thing over the audience. That little lady sitting right there. A Bible teacher. Sitting there something with the same thing. The devil's lying to you, lady. You're ready to be delivered. But they're all over the building here everywhere. Here's just another one right here. There's one right yonder. Here's one here. All. Oh, every one of you in this couple, stand up on your feet just a minute. If you will, stand to your feet. Now bow your head, everybody. Oh, Satan, you evil spirit. You're exposed. Come out of these people. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave these people. Come out. Look here now, ladies. Just a minute. Now you're free. It's all gone from you. I want to ask every one of you is healed. The whole group of you is healed. The evil has left you. Now you feel real quiet. You're all right now. Now go on your road happy, rejoicing, thanking God for it. All right, come, sir. You and I are strangers to each other. We do not know one another. I've never seen you in my life. God knows you. Look here, sir. Just look at me just a moment. Now to the audience. Here's a stranger. I've never seen the man. I don't know him, never seen him. God knows that. As far as I know, I've never seen him in my life. But I declare that Jesus raised from the dead. That the same things that Jesus did when he was here in a, in a body that you could see is right here today doing the same thing. He's raised from the dead into the life forevermore. Blessed are your eyes who see these things and believe on the Lord Jesus. This man a stranger. I've never seen him, and perhaps he's never seen me. If, I, if I've ever seen him, God knows I don't remember. He said he was a stranger to me. But God knows him. If God will reveal to that man standing there a total stranger to me, just exactly what's wrong with him, all about it, Tell about what's wrong with him, whatever it is, and he knows that I know nothing about it. Will you accept Christ as your healer, everyone? The buildings begin to fade away and come back. If you only realize the reason I'm talking to you, friend, you go into another world. You're a different place. You're way down the stream of time in somebody's life, seeing them, who they are, and where they are. You don't realize, I realize it doesn't, isn't working perfectly in here because it's home. That's right. But you see that he's raised from the dead. You see that I've told you the truth. Now, look on me, sir, just a minute. Just in order that you and I could come in contact with the Lord Jesus. <laughs> if I be his servant, Jesus said, the things that I do shall you also. A little while in the world will see me no more. That's the unbelievers. They're out to ball games and swimmings and so forth. They'll never see him. But ye shall see me. For I'll be with you, in you, to the end of the world. Then if he's raised from the dead, and he's standing here this morning, and this anointing that I have now isn't mine, but it's his, then you couldn't hide your life if you had to, because we're in contact with one another by spirit beings. 
If God can reveal to me what you're standing there for, will you accept it with all your heart? You will do it. You're suffering with a stomach trouble. That's exactly. And the reason of it is because that you're, it's caused from a nervous condition. And it's not a nervous, outward shaking nervous. I see you're a deep thinker. You're always planning something, crossing bridges before you ever get to them. You make things that never does come to pass. And you've been told that before. That's right. But it don't do any good to tell you because, but now it will, because you're healed. You're going home a well man. Jesus Christ has made you whole. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I rebuke every evil spirit that haunted this man, and may he go in peace through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Are you believing? All your heart? Do you believe Jesus Christ rose on Easter? Do you believe His presence is here now? Will you obey me as His prophet? If you'll do it so every one of you can be healed right now, every person in here can be made well, do you believe it? Then bow your head, Almighty God, author of life, giver of every gift, send thy divine blessing upon this audience. And now, as your spirit moving, and this audience here in this condition, I rebuke every unclean spirit, every demon that's bound the sick people. Christ is here who opened the doors and set the captive free, and every one of them is free because Jesus raised from the dead and proves himself here today. Satan, come out of the people in the name of Jesus Christ. And let everyone now that believes, I don't care what condition, you on the crutches there, raise up. Every person, raise up in the name.